How are we going, mates? Welcome back to the Top Step Podcast. My name is Ryan Roland-Smith. About to be joined by Grant Balfour. We've got a lot to get into. Uh, the Fernando Tatis news, I'm going to ask Grant. Even though he doesn't want to talk about it, I'm going to ask him all about that, how he feels about the playoff race, so many other things to get to. Before we do get to that, I did have some feedback from last week. We had Randy Couture, the six-time UFC champion, on with us. So if you're listening on Apple, for example, and Randy was doing the breakdowns. He was doing the, uh, you know, the breakdowns when he was watching some guys charge them out. People were saying, hey, we can't see it. We can't see what's going on. If, you, if you're on Apple, uh, Spotify has the thing where you can, where you can slide up and you can watch the video easy. That, you, you're good on Spotify. On Apple, go to YouTube. We have a YouTube page now. Make sure you go subscribe over at YouTube as well. We would love that. That helps us out massively. And all the videos come up. You can watch any episode and all the clips are over there as well, especially Randy Couture breaking down some of the, the, the uh, the um, the mound charging and everything else. So I want to make sure that you, you know all about that. And I apologize. I should have referenced that during the show. Um, but make sure you go uh, check that out. A lot of fun. We'll post some other stuff on there as well. Uh, make sure you go follow us on social media. And make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to this. Okay, So if you're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening, um, to make sure you don't miss an episode, you're supporting the show by subscribing. We appreciate it. I just got done uh, with uh, some really good baseball camps, next-gen baseball. We had a blast. I had the biggest camps I've ever done. Uh, a lot of the parents were jumping on saying they love the show too. So big shout-out to all the kids, all the next-geners from Australia. We will be back very soon doing baseball camps. We've got a lot of big announcements coming and here in Seattle too. Welcome to all the new listeners. I just want to give you guys a little bit of a shout-out too. I had so much fun doing the, the camps in Seattle and Bellevue. So, again, I'm going to get right to it. I'm trying to be quick here. Um, make sure you click subscribe and enjoy this episode as Grant Balfour joins me right here on the Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. On the breaking ball, he struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. This is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He, he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. I think you saw she sang a salt and flies on it. <laughs> All right, we've already started, by the way. Uh, and but, yeah. and Grant, you're, you're laughing at me clapping, right? Now. So I usually yeah. do this little this little clap. It looks, yeah, you know, it looks brutal. I get it, but I do yeah. this clap so I can pick it up when I'm when I'm looking to see where to start this start this pig. At, where, where do I have to start? You, what, what do you say? It looks like I'm doing what? Looks like you had an Aussie barbecue, mate, in the summer, in the middle of the summer, swatting swatting flies off your sausage sanger, mate. <laughs> I have, mate. The flies are bad here at the moment. Are they? Middle of, nah. They're, they're not. That's too that, cold. West, that Wesley blows in, mate, and all of a sudden you get nothing but flies. Uh, Blacktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it, mate. <laughs> Bloody big blowflies, mate. That's right. Bigger than half the size of your head. One's back home. So what have you been up to since we got off with uh, six-time UFC champion Randy Couture last week? What have you been oh, up to? Mate, I've been in the gym uh, working on Me a few too. Moves, <laughs> Got inspired. Been hit the gym pretty hard, hitting the sled, hitting the uh, hitting the squat rack, trying to get that lower half ready. You know, <laughs> you take it. <laughs> hey, dead but, set. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, mate. I'm not gonna lie. Like I get off with him straight away. I'm straight to the gym, just crushing the bag. You know, I'm sitting there hitting hit, yeah. hit the punching bag, which yeah. I enjoy doing. It's just easy. You know, I go three minutes on, one minute off, like three minute rounds, just crush the yeah. bag. You know, 
And it's in this room at the gym. This is at, uh, it's, it's called Harbour Square or Harbourside Gym, Harbour, whatever, here in Edmonds. I should give him a yeah. shout out. That's, that sounds pretty bad. But uh, it's in this like sort of side room where they've got like stretching and stuff, but there's a couple bags in there. So if there's yeah. no one in there, I just I just get after I just go nuts. Just I, even throw, <laughs> <laughs> I even throw a few kicks into the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. You should. If someone if someone rolls in, then I like tone it down a little bit. But I get off with Randy Couture right. the other day. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm back in there. I'm crushing the bag, just thinking. I am like the level he's at, and some of the things he talked about. It just goes to show, like how far away you are from yeah. You know, yeah, you know when like if you're hitting yeah. like focus pads or you're hitting a bag or something, like oh, I'm feeling pretty good here. Yeah. <laughs> you jump in with someone who knows what they're doing. You're just like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You don't last two seconds. I know. It's crazy. Hey, you're um, on you're on your back before you know it. Cop them oh. blows to the head. <laughs> two seconds uh i do miss that stuff i do miss that stuff man i got a chance to do that i know you've done stuff as well but 2000 what was it 2010 2011 doing that stuff with randy and some of the other guys i got a chance to 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 train with man i had no idea you think you 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 think you have a clue you jump in with some people who know what they're doing and you've got a couple buddies like that right yeah 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 one of my mates we'll get him on here he's a mixed martial artist black belt and basically everything just about and uh it. still teaches at head he does the the head coach at ufc here locally and that's does a bunch of uh you know all, all kinds of stuff hand-on-hand combat stuff too like if people guns knives people try to jump you in the car like he does you know all kinds of stuff so um he'll be he'll be fun to talk to i think people I enjoy it, it. love it hey, let's get him on let's get him on we do have requests yeah. by the way it's funny the uh some of the, the feedback, you know, obviously, you know, we like to focus on baseball on this show for sure. But when you, know, you have Randy on, and I love the fact that, by the way, Kyle Farnsworth um, wrote to me. I, I posted those videos on social media yeah. uh, Top Step Pod, at Top Step Podcast. And he, wrote, he said, hey, man, that was awesome. That was freaking awesome. I'm like, dude, yeah. on you come, mate. Let's go. <laughs> Jump on the show. You'll see, so, you'll well, see him in. You'll, you'll do a couple of shows here. You'll probably see him in the ring soon. Yeah, I know. He's, boost, he's inspired. He's 30 years, mate. The beast yeah, that he is. He, he's got. Uh, he is taking a beast. Taking people's heads off. Yeah, taking he people's heads off. <laughs> <laughs> a quick story. Quick story on him. When he was with the Yankees, this is oh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like 2008. He was with the Yankees, and we get yeah. in the bench clearance, right? So yeah. the old Yankees. What it must have been 2008. What was the first year of the new new Yankee Stadium? 2009. 2009. That's right. That's 2009. right. Nine. Yeah, so it's either 07 or 08, whatever. Anyway, so yeah. we, we're getting a bench clearance. Matter of fact, Roger Clemens threw at um, Unesky Betancourt. That's right. Oh, yeah. I so, do you remember the old Yankee Stadium where you got the cobblestone, like the from the bullpen? You got to like sort of walk Yeah, out. oh, yeah, yeah. You had to yeah. kind of take it easy on your cleats, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so all of a sudden, you know, shit goes down. And the Yankees bullpen and our bullpen, we come out, we sort of meet in the middle, right? Yeah, you meet right there, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I got a team. I may, I've probably told this story a thousand times, even on this podcast. Sean Green, love the guy, one of my favorite teammates ever. He's running yeah. out. I'm running right next to him. He looks to his left. There's Kyle Farnsworth right next to him, and just takes a straight right hand turn. Nearly trips me over because he's running right next to Kyle Farnsworth. I said, "Dude, what were you doing?" He said, "He goes, mate. He goes. He basically said, like, when it all simmered down, I said, what the, what were you doing?'" And he said, mate, yeah. I looked to my left and he kind of, I kind of made eye, eye contact with him. I was like, I'm running the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just going to yeah, spear I mean, tackle him mid-outfield. He's an intimidating bloke. He's a, he he's a big fella. 
Yeah. For sure. All right, man, we've got a lot to get to, and there's mm. something that you don't want to talk about, and I get it. I totally get it. I understand. But we are going to talk about it just for a second. I am going to bring it up just real quick. I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to give this guy any airtime at all because it drives me freaking crazy, and it drives you crazy as well. Before yeah. we get into that, and this is kind of leading into that, Aussie, the, we have the Australian Word of the Day. If you're new to the show, if you're from the uh, – the MMA world, or you, you just jumped on and you just jumped onto the, the last couple episodes from wherever you are. We do the Australian word of the day. So basically, we're trying to educate yeah. you and give you a funny word or a sentence that's very Australian. All right. So this week, the word of the day is on the gear. If he's on the gear, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, mate. If you're on the gear, you're on the good stuff and you're putting on the pounds and you put them on quick. So um, you're on the yeah doing roids doing doing, um, roids. doing a certain substance that's probably illegal, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it is on the gear. You see someone, you go home, you go home after you know being away for five yeah. years, and someone's just absolutely turned into a beast, just like being a brick, hit, brick yeah, just just house. a gym, just a gym, <laughs> built like a brick shit house all of a sudden. Five years hitting yeah. the gym every day, you're like, man, yeah. you on the gear or something, are you? Mate, he must be on the gear. <laughs> got off the grog, cleaned himself up, got on the gear. <laughs> on the gear. Off the grog and on the gear. It's the same too. There was, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, I go home, I'm like, hey, what happened to, there was, a, there was a, I don't want to name names here, but there was someone from Newcastle, my hometown, who was like, yeah. you know, prominent NRL, like he was going to play in the NRL. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he was yeah. going to, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I go home and said, "Oh, what happened to? It? I'm not going to name that. What happened to? It? What happened to someone? So like he he goes, oh, yeah. mate, he got. Uh, what, what was the sentence? Got done. Got yeah, done yeah, for yeah, being yeah. yeah, mate, he got done for being on the gear. I was like, he's on the gear, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Australia's yeah. no joke, though, mate. You you get you get busted for being on the on the gear. Like Manny Ramirez yeah. a couple of years ago with the Blue Sox, mate. He was on the he went down there on the gear and he got. Did he? It's two years. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's 20, two years. Yeah, it's two years. Yeah, Just I remember a few got none. See you later. Yes. Yeah, on the, mate, you're on the yeah, gear. I mean, here it's years. a year. Down there, they double double down on that. Well, here it's funny because you remember when we were playing, it was a situation well, where we go home. not even a year. Yeah, it's what, eight, well, 80 games. 80 games. Yeah. What's the second round of it? If you get done right. the second time. They, I think they're 80, 162 for the whole season. That's right. And then the third one is done for good. Right, that's right. You're right. So – do you remember that though? You'd go home and you'd play like with Team Australia or whatever, and you were subjected yeah. to different testing, like basically the ASADA testing, which is the Olympic yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, and, and and they would just hit you. I remember when I was in like training camp or even for New South Wales, like every week you were getting tested, and it wasn't. Oh this, yeah, that hey, bloke's coming to the house. Give you, they just show yeah. up at the door. Show up at the door, ring the doorbell, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, oh, I'm, here, I had I'm a, here to test you. I'm like, what? And then when yeah, they go too, cool. they weren't like, oh, just peeing a cup. They were like, nah, no. drop your shorts to your ankles and stand there and have a good look at it and make sure it's all done right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, true. They were, it's, it, no, yeah, very, it, very strict. I remember yeah. d- during the All-Star break one year here and I was away and then I got this letter, uh, this email saying, oh, you have a strike against you. I think it was three strikes and you get a positive test. I had a strike against me because they came during the All-Star break to T-Mobile Park Looking oh, yeah, for you me. Went. Yeah. I wasn't there. And I was like, hold yeah. on a minute. I said, you need to re- reverse that. And they're like, nope. No, qu- that, that's it. And I'm like, geez, man. Like, so any, any yeah, chance yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So- you know, I remember having to fill out the calendar where you're going to be all the time, what days. Yeah. yeah it was, it yeah, was yeah. a nightmare. 
Yeah, it was a nightmare. So don't get on the gear in Australia. Put it that way. Don't get on the gear ever, any, anywhere. What what what's yeah. going on? Real quick, uh, man. I'm going to spend two minutes on this Tatis. Like, yeah. just let's go, mate. Like, I what mean, frustrates? I'll give you my side. What frustrates me is we're referring to Fernando Tatis. Obviously, yeah, you know, superstar, potential superstar, potential Hall of Famer. It's just diminished his chances of going into the Hall of Fame if we're going to stick to what we have for Roger Clemens, A-Rod. If, you're, if you've been caught with PEDs, you're done. It's, your Hall of Fame career is shut. That's what we've shown by the latest uh, voting. So what we're saying is now that he he's a potential Hall of Fame guy down the road, put in the years, you know, he's got that potential. Obviously, he's just starting his career. But now yeah. he's, he's ruined that by uh, this blemish. So that's, yeah. uh, that's just the sad part for me. Other than that, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't really got much else to say about it. I, I know Coey, who, who's off uh, for another, I think, another week, Coey the Apprentice. He's coming back soon. But he's a huge Padres yeah. fan. I think he's, he's doing his paperwork. He's doing all these... Uh, yeah, all these tests and everything. So he'll be back on the job soon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's he's getting his, uh, all his tests, he's, mate. He's podcasting apprenticeship. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's got to learn how to flick all the, the mic on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got to learn. Um, yeah, some of the some of the skills, the the the, the, the highly skilled attributes you need to talk to you and me. That's what that's what he's got to do. Exactly, mate. Cowie. He knows more. Hey, honestly, I, you know, I obviously do TV and radio and stuff. Cowie knows more than me about what's going around baseball than I do. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, it's nuts. No, he's, I, a, look, he's on the know-how, that's for sure. Yeah, mate. He, he's on the He's, on he's the definitely excelled as an apprentice. He's, on his, he's on his way to good <laughs> things, I'll tell you. Hey, I will say this. He would have been absolutely gutted, old Cowie. Oh. Because here's the thing. Say what you want about Tatis and you know, PEDs, you look like an absolute goose and everything. And like, re- do you really need that? Like, is that really going to, at your age, yeah. it's not like you're 42 years old and you're trying to extend your career. But yeah. the ones He's trying to get healthy. Him, He's trying to get healthy. You, you should be able to get healthy the right way. 100%. Yeah? At his age, 100%. He, but the, the, the guys who, sorry, the people who lose out, Padre fans and the Padres, dude. Like, you think about yeah. that. They just go out and go nuts at the trade deadline, right? Get yep. one, so they just give up the whole Triple A team, basically. Yeah. Right? They had to forfeit their Triple A or their Double A season uh, yeah. because they just gave up so many prospects. And then all of and a sudden, they- the place is chock a block. You know, you, you look down yeah. at Petco Park; it's packed. Everyone's stoked. One Soto's there. You've got Manny Machado. So you've got these like different tiers of, of you know, you've got the veteran, you've got Juan Soto, you've got Fernando Tatis. Just these diff- these guys who are in different stages of their career, but they're all superstars. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, this happens. It's kind of like last yeah. year. I'll be honest with you, dude. What is it with the Padres around this time? And, you know, I wish Coey was on here to explain. But remember last year, they just shit themselves. It was nuts. It, yeah, yeah. Had- no, they, fell, they fell, off the, fell off the face of the earth at the end of the year. And, I mean, you know, the Dodgers have kind of run away with baseball. They're just, what, first team to 80 wins or something, aren't they? Yeah, they just and, won 80 um, last night. They, by yeah, the way, uh, by the way, if they if they win one more game for the rest of the year, they finish at five hundred. Like that's how ridiculous it is. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Well, it's they're crazy. so they're so far, you know, ahead of everyone. And in that division, you know, the Padres don't get me wrong, they're having a pretty good year for for most teams, they're having a pretty good year. But they're just so far back, right? They're but they're right there in the wild card. 
And like you said, the playoff chances and hopes are well and alive. And you yeah. never know what can happen when you get in the playoffs. So it's just sad to see that uh, they'll be without him now. It's a bummer because of this. And this is more to my point. This is where I was getting at. You have a situation where the Padres go out, and, and obviously every team has different philosophies, right? You've been with the Tampa Bay Rays. You've been with Oakland. And so you kind of get this as well. But you have the Padres who last year tanked at the end of the year, right? They, they, yeah. didn't, they, they just tanked it and they spent all this money. Then this year, they're like, you know, we're going to go over the top this year. Screw it. We're just going to go out. They got, you know, Juan Soto in the, in the midst of, a, you know, the, the, him when his value's at a premium. And here they are, and it's great. I want to see teams do that. You do too, right? We talked about this yeah. even during the lockout. You want to see teams just go friggin' bananas like that. You want to see 80% of baseball yeah. doing that. Yeah. But then you've got the Baltimore Orioles, who are literally a game out of a wild card spot. And yeah. they go and trade away Trey Mancini. It's kind of this ownership or this front office uh-huh. is basically saying, oh, hey, we're doing great. Thumbs up, guys. Mm-hmm. But we don't give a fuck because we're just going to give this, this up. Yeah. I feel like still- they contradicted themselves by saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're here. We're, we're in the race. Probably a little earlier than they thought they would be with all their young prospects that have come through and all the, you know, the high draft picks they've gotten over the last few years because they've you know, finished yeah. so, so far down. But now you, you go and trade a couple guys – Pitcher, Lopez, I think, wasn't it? Um, and Trey yeah, Mancini. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they've, they've just kind of – now they say, oh, well, you know, we're in the race and next year we're going to go out and spend big. But I just yeah. – uh, I am just, I guess I just wasn't understanding the Trey Mancini. If you're in the race, why are we, why are we trading? Why are we not holding on to this guy? He's one of the, you know, lethal bats in the, in the lineup. And I get it. They're getting a package for him and whatnot, mm-hmm. but – is the timing right? I don't know. I yeah, just it's just there's some contradictions to the to what what you hear and what you see. You know. Yeah, it, it's again, it's yeah, one of these things, man. You just yeah, it, it, it pisses you off, man. Like because you look at that and you're like, guys, like this is your time yeah. right now. I'm not saying this is your time for the next five <clears> years, but right now you have a situation where you can take in your fan base, you can win them back. And you know this, dude. Yeah. You you live in Tampa. You played for the Tampa Bay Rays, and you live yeah. there. So you know how valuable it is to take in that fan base or that 10-year-old to keep him around to when he's 20 to fall yeah. in love with his team, right? Same here yeah. in Seattle. <clears throat> like right now, Seattle are in a situation where they can win the city back. And what I mean by that is like the Seahawks run this place. They got rid of Russell Wilson. He's gone, right? The, the Seahawks are in mm-hmm. a little bit of this – I don't want to call it a rebuild, but they're kind of you know, trying to – be optimistic about guys that aren't superstars and they're not, you know, I don't know where they, where they really stand right now compared to what they were two years ago. The Mariners yeah. all of a sudden are surging. So this is their time. This is their time to go out and, and, and do their thing. And that's why. Be the team. Be, be the team, you know. And yeah. so they went, went bananas and Luis Castillo gave up a, a bunch for him, got some yeah. pitching and they're in it. I love it. It's great. And people, people yeah. just respond to that. And I know because I've, I walk around to you know some hipster coffee shop and people are bringing up the Mariners compared to yeah, two no, years ago on Gamership. I mean, I, I loved the move. I think it was a great move. Uh, yeah. I remember texting you that morning. I said, what do you think? Because we always worry, oh, there's a lot of big prospects went. But at the same time, man, when you get a guy like that that's top of the line, you know, oh, yeah. front number one starter, it's like, hey, at what point do we give up the prospects that we don't even know if they're going to pan out because we've had right. so many times, we've had all these prospects that don't really pan out to be what we thought they were going to be. Let's just get the guy that we know is durable 
and, and puts up the numbers. And because at some point, you just got to go for it. It's yeah. all about winning that World Series. So, a couple things. Um, speaking of the Padres, I had Blake Snell come out to during the All Star break out of baseball camp, next gen baseball camp. Absolute blast. Yeah. By the way, if you missed it, if you go to nextgenbaseball.com, go there, you can sign up and you say you won't miss the camp. But Blake Snell came out during his break. It was awesome. Came out, spoke to the kids, and the kids flipped out, dude. Like the kids yeah. absolutely flipped out. And it's funny because he's from Seattle. You know, he, he's he. Born and raised here. He lives here in the off-season. Matter of fact, lives down the street from me here. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, he, dude, he's killing it right now with the Padres. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to say, ever since he showed up to Next Gen, he must have got some <laughs> tips, tips from you, mate. Because, <laughs> because he's been dealing the last three or four starts. Yeah. Th- Whatever it is, since the All-Star break. I, I had a group of 10-year-olds, and I put him in that group. And I said, listen, mate, I yeah. said, we're going to do the um, crack the egg drill. And uh, yeah. Yeah, if you do, if you jump in, mate. Have you got some That's baseball it. pants? You bring your mitt? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, listen here, mate. Yeah, listen here, champ. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah mate, you got to learn how to throw strikes, mate. You throw 100, you got to learn how to throw strikes. Let's go. Line up. That's it. <laughs> throw it in uh, the net. He was, uh, he's definitely putting it together right now. So with him, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we know, we know what the Padres can do. It's just oh, yeah. a matter of uh, piecing it together. But I, I enjoy the – I'm enjoying the, the playoff race. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, a month and a half out. I look at the National League, and I think six. I think there's seven teams there. There's six spots, seven teams. That's the way I look at it. The, the American League is going to be a lot more fun to watch. Nice. There's yeah. um, you got the Twins. you got the White Sox battling it out for the division, basically tied or something, I think. And they're right there in the wild card. Seattle, Rays, yeah. Baltimore still there, Toronto, and then you, and you see the Yankees lately slipping a little bit. I so, know. I mean, uh, you just, uh, they've got time to get hot again, and you can never count them out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, be interesting and fun to watch for sure. Makes it yeah. uh, <clears throat> I, I love a good the, last month and a half. I love the new wild card or the new playoff um, system they came up with. They, they nailed it. I really think that, you know, with the seeding and stuff like that. And then you have that wild card yep. team where you, you kill it, you get there, finally get there to the wild card spot, and you, you're out after a game. That's how it was the last couple of years. But yeah. having a three-game series, I love it. I think it's great. It's awesome. And then you know, the, the top team get to buy now. So they're not – Yeah, yeah. I remember in the old days, one would play four. You could win 100 games. Number four seed could get in with – what? They're the wild card, get in with 82 wins, and you won 102, and you get knocked out <laughs> the first round. It's kind of yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So – Hey, on that – really that well. One thing here in Seattle, um, and I've brought this up a few times, but I don't know, because I've never been deep into the playoffs. I've never been to the playoffs. You have. You've, you've done it multiple times. One thing, in talking about the trade deadline, you hear people who have never played and people who have played like me that, you know, sort of – but I don't really know if this is correct. I want to ask you because you would know. At the trade mm-hmm. deadline, if you have a chance, or even if bringing in veteran players yeah. – okay, when you're at this point in the year, if you go back to when you were playing in month of August – do you feel like it's important? A team like the Mariners, for example, they're all young. Yeah. None of them have played in the playoffs. I mean, there's been a couple, you know, like Carlos Santana's had a little bit of time, like a little bit of time in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And a couple yeah. other guys sprinkled in some, some postseason time. Do you think it is important to have, and you can say, no, nah, it's a load of bullshit. I mean, because you, yeah. you were on a team with a bunch of young players in 2009, but I'm sure, 2008, but you had a bunch of, you had a couple of I've, I've been on teams both ways. I've, I've, I've right. seen both sides of it. Do you yeah. need to have 
August, September, first of all, and then once you get to that first round, is it important to have that veteran player in the clubhouse, on the field, off the field? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it is. And then, then there's some instances where not only has he got to be a, a good presence in the clubhouse, keep things calm, keep things chill, because when everything's going good, you've got a bunch of young guys and everything's going good and everything's going your way and you're just winning, 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 that's great. But what happens when you go through that little bit of a skid and now people start to panic and people start to press? I think that's when it comes into play to have that guy and just keep things chill, relax, guys, uh, you know, keep it more relaxed around the clubhouse, someone that's sort of been there and done it. Um, you get in the playoffs, you fall, fall down two games to none and just reassure everyone, hey, you know, done this several times, came back, it just – a good presence to have in the clubhouse, I think. But at the same time, I think they've got to be able to pull their weight on the field too. I don't want to bring a veteran in yeah, that's right. that's not going to be able to do anything on the field. I, I think you want – he's got to be able to show too that, hey, I can go out there, I can talk to talk off the field and kind of keep you guys calm, but I can also go out on the field and, and lead the way too yeah. with some presence of, you know, having good at-bats and just not – Swinging at first pitch, so so to speak, and and yeah, taking right. those longer at bats, deeper at bats, and not panicking, trying to get that hit when you don't don't need to, you know. It's um, yeah, it's it's hard to really you know wrangle a group of guys together when you're over thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, or or you yeah. just you just shitting yourself on the field, or, or you're an old player and you're just not getting anything done. Then you're trying to, and guys are just like, yeah, but you haven't done shit. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I, mean? I mean, I think you got to uh, lead by example too. At some point, sure. it's nice to to lead by example. Uh, we yeah. saw it, we've seen it with, with many guys uh, along the way, but you know, I've also seen it the other way. A bunch of young guys in Tampa, none of them, I remember, 08 team. Well, yeah. I must say there, there was a couple of veterans. There was a lot of young guys, but there was a couple of veterans now I think about there was. Uh, that had been there and and been to the playoffs before, and um, but uh, it was just about keeping that vibe and keeping that you know the culture in the clubhouse, just yeah. a good good culture. No matter whether you're up or down, trying to keep it real even keel right. and keep having fun, showing up every day, and just knowing that hey, we're good. Doesn't matter what the outsiders are saying or what's happening, we'll get it back together. You know, at some yeah, point I'm, we're going to get it back I'm, together. It's going to be today. Yeah. I'm curious because even from a coaching point of view too, like, you know, if I remember 2000, we were really bad in 2008, but one calming presence when we were just shitting ourselves, we had Mel Stoudemire as the pitching coach, right? Like Mm -hmm. it was just because, dude, I mean, he was in the thick of it in those Yankees years, you know what I mean? Yankees, yeah. Yeah, so it was just kind of that really calming presence. But from the from the Mariners' point of view, they have Pete Woodworth, who he lives down your way. He's been on this podcast. He's the man, yeah. dude. He's under. He actually came out to the camp. Uh, him and Tony Unrich, hitting coach, came out, talked to the kids. It was awesome, dude. Like it's yeah. so awesome. Like I, I got to get. I can't speak highly enough about Pete and even Tony. I don't know Tony as well as I do Pete, but Pete just has that thing. Anytime I talk to some of these pitchers from. You know the older guys to the younger guys. If I bring up Pete's name, it's just this like this this sounding board of a guy who can translate a message. He's because you know how important coaches are, man. Some of them are dickheads. Like some of them are absolute dickheads. Like you try and yeah. talk to them, or if you're sucking, they just turn yeah. their back on you. Like I've had that before too. If I'm yeah. shit, they're worried about their job so much. They're just like, oh yeah, yeah whatever. You're on your own, kid. I, I don't want to have. Yeah. 
My, well, that's my, when you need them most. That's when you need them most. Yeah, when you're exactly. doing good, I don't, I don't want anyone to really come around me. Just leave me alone. But when, you, yeah. when you're struggling, I need that guy there to guide you. I need that guidance. Get yeah. me on you, track again. Absolutely. And, and that's, uh, that's, what I, that's what he is. You can totally see it. Because it's just mm-hmm. nothing but like – and plus, too, the, the, obviously everyone's performing as well. Like they're really good pitching staff in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but he, he, see, he's never, this would be his first time. They go to the playoffs. You got Scott Service, Pete Woodworth, Tony Unrich. These guys, they've never been to the playoffs either. So I'm yeah. trying to think, like, would you rather have, here's a question for you. Would you rather have that pitching coach who's, you know, kind of a salty veteran, uh, you know, been around a couple of playoff teams. He's been brought in because he's had that experience, but he's, you're not going to have the same kind of rapport as him. Or would you rather, rather have someone who's, who's never been there, but you have that <clears throat> rapport with him? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it's a, it's a comfort thing. I think, you know, it might not matter if he's never been there before, you know, if, if that's the guy that helps you and that, cause like you say that you've had different coaches, some guys don't really do much for you. Another guy just clicks and it's just like, you you know, he knows when to come to you, when not to, when to leave you alone. And and honestly, it wouldn't bother me either way whether he'd been or not. To be honest with you, as long as I had that right. connection, and then you know I've got got my thing going on and I'm doing well, I, I wouldn't really be too concerned. Yeah, you always go sure. and grab Ichiro, come down to the clubhouse, and just kind of you know let everyone know it's all good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that I'm sure they'd uh, love to see Ichiro. Oh, for sure. By the way, he's like it, to me. He just seems like a completely different dude when he was playing he was just like so friggin laser focused and you yeah. had to approach him like you really had to approach. he was he was awesome with me he was awesome with a bunch of guys but you had to really yeah. approach him he wasn't going to yeah. be a situation where he's going to get out of his way like like mike sweeney i remember was that dude who could just look you in the eye if you're sucking and just like be honest with you and just you know what i mean yeah. it was so different but yeah. um no but dude, pete man I, I just again i i can't speak highly enough about the dude and and we yeah. rocked up to that camp. The kids, the parents especially, the parents' kids were just flipping out. It's like, oh, he's the Mariners coaches out here talking to my 10-year-old, you know? I yeah, I mean, that's, that doesn't happen uh, very often. And for them yeah. to do it, you know, when they do get a little time off too, because you don't get much time off, obviously. So Absolutely. Really, exactly. Exactly. Really, this is on yeah, too. Really, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Really, really yeah. cool to see that. Yeah. No, I, do, I do want to bring up, talking about coaches, and it just kind of segue into – we weren't really going to bring this up, but just a few of the blokes. I mean, we've had, we've had Chris Woodward just got fired. I know we had him yeah. on the show. I was kind of uh, wasn't so wasn't so happy to see that. Um, yes. Charlie Montoya, who I've played for, who was also fired earlier in the year, just not too long ago with the Blue Jays. Um, Joe a little disappointing to see that, but it looked like I read some articles mixed decisions and with players and whatnot around that but charlie's a great bloke all i could say is great things about him um and uh i believe he's a winner you know he's he's managed a lot of winning teams whether it was in the minor leagues or, or the big leagues it was in the minor leagues but you know it just he, i believe he's a winner i believe he'd yeah. catch on somewhere you got what, what about you obviously what, joe madden who who yeah. uh, who was let go but um you know at the end of the day you know, you see, you see some managers. They got all the players there to get it done, and they're not getting it done. Or the team's not getting it done. You know, is it the manager's fault? Is it the players' fault? 
you got to take a bit of responsibility both ways. I guess reading yeah. stuff about Chris Woodward, they said they didn't, I'm not sure they liked the way he was managing the bullpen. The bullpen right. had lost, blown but, 18 saves. You got to obviously the the guys out there throwing the ball well and getting it done. He gets it done. Managing a bullpen, I've I've also seen that it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. You got to understand. Sometimes I, I always thought that you know like a. Uh, they always talk about a catcher being a manager, but I think a bullpen guy wouldn't be a bad manager sometimes either because managing that bullpen these days, yeah. understanding the day ups and downs and the days off and who's ready to go, who's not, just seeing their confident level go in and out a little bit. and, and that That's a tough gig, and there's a lot of games that are won and lost right there in the bullpen 100%. and managing the bullpen. I think it comes to... I'm glad you brought that up. I, I was thinking before we jumped on, I was like, do we bring up Chris? Now, Chris was on with us in the off-season. Go listen to it. It's a great episode. It's awesome. I love Chris. Yeah. Woody's the man, dude. Now, if you go back to that episode, he talked about, and from my understanding, when they signed, because we talked to him about signing Corey Seager, he was, a big, he was instrumental in that. Um, yeah. Marcus Simeon as well. Um, spent you know, half a billion dollars on these players. It wasn't John so Gray. much like John Gray, another guy. It wasn't yeah. 2022, we're going to be a championship team. And even um, the front office even said that. John Daniel said that, and so did Chris Young. So mm-hmm. when you look at th- – this is what drives me nuts. Uh, now, first of all, I was a teammate of Chris Woodward, and he was one of those guys I'd put in that same area of conversation of he would make a really good manager because the way he yeah. manages people. So you mentioned managing the bullpen. It really comes down to the on-field wins and losses – stuff oh, is yeah. really the bullpen now because no one steals anymore hit and runs yeah you may know how you may know when to steal or whatever but it's more about managing that bullpen but you got to be able to manage the dudes in the clubhouse that's the big one but for yeah. chris woodward i mean dude like i've got a couple thoughts on this because i'm i'm thinking about you know chris young he's how long he's been there as a gm um with the the rangers as well who was next player so he gets it but dude look at the depth the rangers have got you go out and spend all this money, I get it, right? Yeah. You better be in it for the friggin' long haul. I'm not going to sit there as a fan, a Texas Rangers fan, I'm not, and point the finger, mm. at, oh, yeah, they're losing because of Chris Woodward. Are you yeah. fucking joking? Like, you mentioned that yeah. bullpen. Have you yeah. seen some of the guys coming out of that bullpen? They're, they've got 20 minutes in the big leagues. Half of them. I watch them all yeah. the time because we're in the AL West. But yeah, that's yeah. what happens. You're under that pressure. The ownership's pissed off because some dude's coming to sit in his suite once a week or whatever, and he's like, oh, we're losing. This sucks. Boom. And people are under pressure. People are above Woody uh, potentially losing their jobs or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And boom, here's the easy target. But let's, let's get rid of the manager. I'm sure there's other coaches to come after that. But it's such a bummer, dude. When, when you see a yeah. guy like that lose his job, but he, he'll jump on somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll definitely jump on. It's cutthroat though, man. Everyone's like, oh, big league managers yeah. got the best gig and blah, blah. Dude, what's the life expectancy of a manager? I mean, nothing. Yeah, like I mean, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few of them. You know, you'll see 10 or 15 names, I feel like, that, you know, have been around for 20, 25 years, right? But then the other, then, the, then you've got the other, the other, you know, 80% that are kind of just year or two here and there, right? Three, four yeah. years, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe you'll, uh, you'll end up uh, with the job somewhere else. That's for sure. I mean, next year there's, there's going to be some openings. You know, all these different teams. It's funny, you know. He's not might not be good enough for Texas, but then the Phillies might say, "Hey, we, we want him over here." It's a <laughs> yeah. funny, it's a funny game, right? That's you weird. Know, it's like one man's trash, another man's treasure type baseball. Know. You know, it's, 
You, you see then, one then, guy you know, gets released from, you know, the, the Marlins or whatever, or whoever you want to say, or the Cincinnati Reds, but then next week he's, he's playing for the Yankees. How does that yeah. work? You know, and, he, and, and all of a sudden he goes out, game. he goes out and kills it. You know, like yeah. he does a really good job. Just the environment. I think you can get caught in um, those losing, you know, losing games. The environment it just starts to, you know, builds up. It's been a matter of this has been going on for two or three years now, but at the same time. A lot of that, you know, I, I can see the Angels. They've got money to spend. They're not winning over there. I'd, I'd be frustrated. Yeah. I, it doesn't seem like they've really done much for years and years and years. I can't really blame it on the manager. I don't know what it is over there. Is it the director of scouting? I mean, is someone in the scouting should have been fired more so or what? Because it's just like they just don't seem to get in the playoffs. It's been a long time. Sounds like uh, West Tigers, mate, with the, uh, with the footy. We've got this. <laughs> They're right. going to be holding that wooden spoon up higher here uh, in a couple of weeks. I think the other thing is too, you know, the, the uh, besides the wins and losses, it's how you gel with the GM, how you gel with an owner or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Because all of a sudden you have that argument early in the year and someone's frustrated, someone's worried about their job and they put it on you and then you guys have an argument, then you, you become an easy target. They're like, you know what, screw yeah. you, mate. We're not gelling, you're out. Um, just on that too, I, I did have one manager who – he was his first time managing. Year one, we had a pretty. We didn't go to the playoffs. We had a successful year. The next year, completely different clubhouse dynamic. They fire him. Um, mm-hmm. The turnaround was ridiculous because of who, the players that he had underneath him. The guys who were in the clubhouse made the biggest difference. I mean, this guy was on autopilot yeah. because yeah. of who he had underneath him. The players. Yeah. Yeah. It makes such a difference. If you have those oh, yeah. good – we could go back to the veteran thing. And, look, I don't want to bang on about veterans and stuff. I know the game's getting younger and all this shit. But, man, when you have those good players that the young guys look at and go, oh, man, wow, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm supposed to act. Yeah. It makes the manager's job so much easier. It's such oh, an yeah. easier place. Because you're on the frigging sure. plane and bus every four to eight days. Yep. You're on hotel check-ins. Like, dude's pushing in. You know, in the elevator, yeah. you know, when they shouldn't be in there, going to your room, all those little moments that can ruffle feathers inside that clubhouse, man. When you when yeah. you can have guys who are a bunch of good dudes. I mean, man- I want to, I want to, I know we're kind of going back and forth no, good, on, the, on the managers and, and the trades and, and things that happen around baseball, but I want to ask you on this one. Milwaukee Brewers, right in the thick of it, trade Hader, trade Josh Hader, elite all star, been struggling for about two or three weeks. Been struggling for about the last three weeks for him. Other than that, the guy, I don't think, basically got like one run for like the last year or something stupid. He's dynamic. He's ridiculous. Um, Gets traded for about four guys, brings in. Sounds like they did it because they didn't want to pay him the $15 that he's going to be due next year. Yeah, Did it to save money and bring in a bunch of prospects. Now, what are, what message does that send out to the players in the clubhouse? You're talking about, you're talking about. I'm bringing up this point because you're talking about the GMs and what their moves are and how that rolls down into the clubhouse and that how's that make you feel? Because yeah. when you pick up a couple players and you're in the race, you're like, man, upstairs wants it like we do because you want it Hell down yeah. in the clubhouse. When they trade guys away, you're like, man, we're two games out and they just gave yeah. this guy away. Like what? Do, do, does anyone care around here? And then you've got Devin Williams. That guy was devastated. 
He loved pitching behind Hayda. And and granted, they've picked up Matt Bush, who's been getting some saves, and he's been doing well for him. But at, yeah, at but the he, same he's time, there. he's not Josh Hader. No one, yeah, exactly. no one really is. Um, that guy's hard to hard, big shoes to fill. So I mean, what's the message that they send out there? The message to me is we don't want to pay him fifteen million, so we're getting the prospects. We're not really that's our bigger focus than winning the World Series this year with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah, like sure. where where are we at here, guys? Who the, wants the other, it? Who wants it more? You know, they're not showing upstairs that they wanted as much as the players in the clubhouse would have hoped. I think the you make a really good point. There's that, and there's also sometimes, and, and you can speak for this. I mean, you can speak for this because it happened with you um, as a free agent. Sometimes, and I've seen this too, man. Even yeah, in my time, sometimes there's like um, Josh Hader, like. Is there a little injury or does the trainer see something or does like a coach see mm-hmm. something where there's like, okay, this is not sustainable or he pissed someone off with some off the field thing or whatever it may be. Yeah, possibly. And they're like, and, and it's something where they're like, eh, you know, we just don't see him as part of this. We don't want to commit to this guy next year because of this, that, and the other. And a lot of it's a bunch yeah. of BS, man. Like I remember years ago we had a player and uh, – we had a trainer say, look, he's not going to play beyond two years from – he was really, he was good. Um, yeah. And they DFA'd him. Everyone's like, how the hell do you DFA him? Oh, he, he's, he's not going to come back from this. He's been dealing with this injury. Even though he can pitch, he's not going to – he's going to pitch mm-hmm. – it's career-ending. Well, yeah. he ended up playing for another 10 years. Uh, you know, yeah, and yeah. so it was this decision made because someone was sitting at that table saying, look, you know, I yeah. see something here and they're so convicted in that fact that Hey, get rid of him. All right, his value is yeah. high right now. Get rid of him. But the, you mentioned that last year, Kendall Graveman, the Mariners traded away Kendall Graveman, right? Yeah. Players were pissed because of the exact oh, yeah. same thing. You better have. Well, look at the guy. He's, he's 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 good. He's very yeah. good. He's and he's good for the White Sox. Right. He's very good. Yeah, and and yeah. and this year is complete opposite. All of a sudden, they get Luis Castillo. Everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. Wow, look yeah. at you're right. But I mean, it's, it's that but, message. You know, having Kendall Graveman, I don't know what they got for him. They got but, um, they got Abraham Torre who just got option option to AAA. But it was that time. Oh, there you it was, go. There it was you that, go. Yeah, it was that time in uh, the trade deadline where I mean, it's oh, it yeah. just tell, it, tell me you wouldn't want him in your bullpen still right now. Oh my know? god, for sure. And, I mean, Absolutely. and the Mariners, they, they got money. Yeah, they got money to oh, spend. It's, it's yeah. not they're yeah, you know, bloke yeah. sitting on he's got sitting on a the, big wallet, mate. The thing is, too, if you make a move like that and you, you trade away a hater, there has to be, maybe we don't see it, but there has to be that internal where the front office comes down to the team, looks them in the eye, and says, this is why we made these moves. right? Because yeah. otherwise, again, you talk about that chemistry. Otherwise, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon during BP, when you're out shagging fly balls, you have those little rock piles of dudes standing around talking shit about something internally yeah. going, oh, what the hell are we doing? That kind of happened last year with the Mariners. That's yeah. what happens. I mean, oh, fuck. I mean, I mean, some players do get frustrated, but at the same time, like you said, you got to be pro. I mean, you got, you know, you got a guy sitting out in Oakland right now, shortstop, Andres. Uh, what's his name? The Elvis uh, Andrews. Elvis Andrews, sorry. And yeah, you know, they're basically just sitting him, and they've told him straight up, "We we don't want to pick up your option next year and pay you that kind of money. You hit another X amount of plate appearances, and you're not." You know, you'll be eligible to get it. You'd get the money. So they just they hold them back. And I mean, you know, can you blame them? 
kind right. of you can't really blame him because he's not really putting up the numbers to to be paid that kind of money. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on in, in baseball. Yep. It's all been it's put out there. It's it's in the papers. It's it's all over the place. So people read it, they see it. Sometimes it's so there, there are things that are going on. Yeah, but, uh, but that granted, people see. other times that you know just but it, but, but the, the player's vocal about it then. Yeah, but if the player's not vocal about it, it, it might just stay behind closed doors and no one understands what's going on, you know, in the clubhouse. I mean, you don't really ever know what's going on in the clubhouse. Yeah, Probably you, more you, you so now do. than you did. But there's yeah. always going to be these few things that you'll, you'll never know, the internal ins and outs, unless you're actually in there behind closed doors, you know? And you won't too, because here's the thing. if for, Okay, so there's things that go on inside the Mariners clubhouse that I hear about. I'm yeah. never going to say publicly at all. I'm yeah. never going to go in that direction yeah. because I, because if I do, no one's going to talk to me again inside the club. I'm going to lose the relationship. No, you, gotta have that re- you have that respect as, yeah. as a player or if you're on the team, you got to. Yeah. And so just, it drives me nuts when, when, you know, people, and I'm, I'm not saying, oh, you and I played in the big leagues. If you haven't, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, but that's yeah. why I enjoy talking to you on this podcast is because you've been inside there, mate. You've seen it firsthand. Yeah. There's stuff yeah. that you'll never, ever know about that happens inside that clubhouse unless it's 20 yeah. years down the track. Even this Derek Jeter documentary. I yeah. mean, that thing, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm enjoying the watching it. The captain. I'm enjoying watching it because a lot of it yeah. is our time playing, you know, like it, it was in yeah. our era playing against Derek Jeter. And I love playing against him and had a lot of respect for him. And, and, and mm-hmm. you've played against him a bunch, and, and especially been the AL, AL East. Yeah. But I'm watching that. I'm like... Hold on, you just kind of gloss straight over that. You just gloss straight over that. They're not diving, doing a deep dive yeah. here. And I get it. I understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, at he some point, to. to some point, he's he he was given. It was good to see some insight. I like the way, he, like, um, you know, he butted heads with Cashman there, and yes. and was frustrated, and, and was there was a lot of there was a lot of things that came out. I I have liked it for that. Yeah. That's um, you know, it just shows you what what. It, what it's all really about. But I think for a, a guy like him, it just drives him even more to be one even better and be better and be better, you know? And, sure. um, and that happens with a lot of guys. Uh, I think sure. sometimes they do it. They do it to, um, cause they know the player and they know what pushes their buttons. And I yeah. think front office do it for sure. Um, Absolutely. in a weird way, but, sure. um, some guys need that, I suppose. It's funny though, man. Like some of the, I cover the Mariners, um, and it's a situation where when I first meet someone, they're not going to tell me shit until yeah. like they tell me just a little bit, and I don't talk about it on air. Yeah. You know, like for example, last year there was a player who I knew his elbow was caved in, basically, it was cr- like killing him, but he's yeah. still pitching. I'm not going to yeah. say that on air, no way. Because if I do, nah. I, I've lost it. I've lost him and five of his buddies in that clubhouse. You know. Yeah. Are you speaking of? By the way, I got a big announcement. I'm doing the World Baseball Classic. Um, I'm going to be doing color for the World Baseball Australia. Classic. Australia, Australia games or what? Uh, well, that's in March. I'm talking the the first thing of the qualifiers. We're going to get through first. Oh right. Is, yeah, yeah. That's September, October. Uh, yeah, September, October. I'm going to Germany. <laughs> I'm doing the. Uh, there's a European pool. I'm doing a South uh, yeah. South American pool in Panama right after that. So doing some oh, color. Okay. I'm in the booth. I'm excited, man. Yeah. So I just. Uh, I, congratulations, I, mate. I appreciate it. I'll be uh, I'll be watching um, watching from the house here, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, kick, I think back, it's one, kick back on the couch and uh, put the big I, screen on and, and watch ya. I think the game's one o'clock Eastern. Um, I know MLB. Oh, you'll, have to, you'll have to keep me updated. Make sure so I'm, I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, so make sure I'm up, mate. With the yeah, yeah with the time changes I'll, and all I'll that just, over in bloody I'll Germany. Be, I'll, 
I'll be plugging the top step every two set, two two innings talking about the top That's step. No, I'm excited, man. Tyler Moore. I'll be up at the crack of door, mate. With me coffee, <laughs> watching you over there with, with your bloody, the koala sour, with your bloody sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> Just crushing bloody sauerkraut. Yeah, we just it was, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, we're, we're pushed up against the clock here, man. This has been fun. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next. We yeah, we have to. We've got some people, man. We've got a list of people. We, we and by the way, I do have a lot of um, people emailing in to get certain, you know, baseball players on uh, yeah. on the show. So we are going to get to them, especially in the off season too. It's, it's a lot easier, I think, in the off season. Yeah, um, it is. To get guys and get them relaxed, chatting because yeah. they're not. Well, you've done a, you've done a few in clubhouse over there in Seattle, yeah. and, and maybe yeah, I'm doing more of those. Maybe you get a couple more of those. Yeah, well, I'll be doing more of those. I've already lined them up. Actually, matter yeah. of fact, yeah, I don't want to give any away, but um, I will be recording a few more, few more of them. But uh, it's been fun, man. It's been good stuff. By the way, too. Uh, so, and but I, I want to make this clear: if you're on, um, a lot of you are on Apple, just listening. And last week. I do apologize. I should have referenced it. When Randy was doing the breakdowns of the videos, you can actually go to YouTube and watch that. We do have a YouTube page. I just put that up. And uh, if you just type in the top step, I can throw a link up here as well. But a lot of people are like, hey, we can't see it. We don't know what he's talking about. People are writing into me. And it's like, you got to go watch it. You can watch it on Spotify. If you pull it up on Spotify, you can see the video of you and me uh, okay. and Randy last week. Um, but yeah, you can also watch these on YouTube too. So I just want to let everyone know that for sure. So make sure you go. All right, mate. Well, we have to go. We have to, uh, we have to take off. We do have the all in moment though. We have to get to the all in moment, which is brought to you by all in energy drinks. If you go to drinkallin.com, they have an absolute home run. Hit it for six when it comes to taste and just being better for you too. By the way, I've, I've gone on the pro diet at the moment, mate. Like I've cut it down. You you should see um, what what I'm eating these days, but look at this man. 20 calories. Look at that. Only four grams of added sugar. Good on you. Got, got all the essentials, yeah. zinc, vitamin B12, etc. What now, are you having, mate? You're having a, uh, having a bloody chicken Caesar salad for lunch, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Light on the dressing. Yeah, not nice and trim, mate. Yeah, no, I've, cu- I've cut out the trans fat, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, just straight protein, <laughs> mate. Give up on the carbs. Yeah, so, all right, all in. That protein. That's right. Okay, all in moment for me. I'm going to do one. I'm going to do a broadcasting one because people ask me, hey, yeah. when was your first ever game? So I've got a funny story, right? This is my all-in moment. So there I am. I really wanted to get into doing TV and radio. I knew my career was kind of winding up, and this is around the time where I was trying to make the Aussie team. I'm coming back from knee surgery from the, uh, for the World Baseball Classic, and yep. I had an opportunity to do an Australian Baseball League game, right, ABL game. They were doing games right. of the week on Fox or whatever. So it was a Sunday game, never done any TV. Like I'd done a little, yeah. you know, like obviously talking to someone. So there I am. I have to fly to, to Melbourne. And one thing, and by the way, I do want to say this for our Aussie listeners. I do hear this a lot. When you're watching the ABL, everyone's like, oh, these commentators suck. It's like, yeah. it's, first of all, it's not that easy, right? It's hard. Number two, you've got to yeah. understand when you're in the big leagues, you have like just game notes after game notes, right? Yeah, you yeah. have all this information just like you do as a player, right? If yeah. you did it, you would give you all this info, and you have to, you know, do a good job of trying to, trying to, um, you know, put it Piece all together. It together. Yeah. yeah. So there I am. I go down. To, I didn't know what I'm doing. I go to Melbourne, and I'm just, just shit myself, mate. It was brutal. Like there I am, yeah. just, yep. Here's so and so pitching. Yep, threw a strike. I, I didn't know what I was doing. It was brutal, man. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brutal. We're sitting in this booth, tiny little booth. That the sound, the yeah. sound isn't that great. 
And yeah. I got someone in my ear just like straight bush uh, league, mate. Straight bush league. I kept saying the same words over and over and over. And I got out of there. I had a base. By the way, I had my first ever next gen baseball camp the very next day, and it was hammering rain yeah. in Sydney. So had to find yeah. another location. It was a nightmare, right? So I'm on the phone in between innings. I get out and I get out. And my mum's like, "How was it?" I'm like, "Mum, I'm I'm shit. I'm not. I'm never yeah. doing this again. It was brutal." That's shocker. Yeah, I remember people like you know um, writing stuff online. Just Thank saying, you, Who is deal. this clown? It was friggin' brutal. But I will yeah. say this, mate. I will say this that I I gave it another crack, and I'm glad I did. Right? Yeah. I gave another crack. Loved it, and off I went. But was that, that was, that was up in Queensland, wasn't it? The second one. No, second one was in Sydney actually, and I was just having oh, was fun. It? I was, I had no. nothing to lose. Yeah, I had nothing to lose. So yeah. I was just having fun, just sort of yeah. you know cracking jokes and trying to be myself. That's the biggest thing, yeah. man. The, the guys yeah. who, with with this kind of stuff, doing, you know, when we talk on on here, I think the people appreciate it and they enjoy it because we're just being ourselves, chatting, and yeah, that yeah. goes with that goes with all this kind of stuff. People ask me all the time, like about you know doing if it's a podcast or doing broadcast broadcasting or getting on air or doing TV and radio. You got to be yourself, my God, yeah. man. If we try, yeah. I tried to sound super pro in the early days. It just does not come across good at all. Yeah. You just, yeah. you got, if you're a doofus, be a doofus, mate. You know that's how it is. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're you a random tour, don't try too hard. Try yeah, exactly. to sometimes less is more, right? Exactly. So that's my all-in moment. Brought to you by DrinkAllIn.com. Go yep. get them online. Get ten percent if you put DrinkAllIn.com slash the top step. Good stuff. I'm sticking with the berries, mate. I got another box. The box just got to me. Yeah, smash yeah, yeah. But, but I'm on this. Yeah, but I'm on this pretty pretty crazy diet at the moment. Um, trimming okay. down, trying to get shredded. But the all, all right. in, it fits in, mate. It's only 20, 20 calories. Look at that. Yeah, got some, That's it, got mate. some energy. All right. Yeah, good to see, you, mate. Good to see you looking yeah. after yourself. Uh, <laughs> all right, mate. All right, mate. Well, this has been fun. And enjoy uh, your Arvo. Yeah, I will. Join me, Arvo. <laughs> all right, buddy. Awesome. All right, mate. I'll see you soon. See you, mate. Hey, champ. Yeah.
just killing them. <laughs>